Good morning for Wednesday, October 12, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Deal with Hamas will free Israeli soldier. Iranians accused of plot to kill an ambassador and jobs measure is turned back in Senate test. In today's national headlines with Christie's backing, Romney gains cover. Topeka moves to decriminalize domestic violence and U.S. says man admitted plot to blow up passenger jet. In today's financial headlines, banking industry revamp moves closer to law. Federal Reserve oversight of non-banks is weighed, and in a jab at China, the Senate passes a bill aimed at its currency. On Wall Street, the Dow Jones Industrial Average opens this morning at 11,416 and a third, down 0.15 percent or 16.88 points yesterday. There will be more business stories along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories reported from Jerusalem. It's titled, Deal with Hamas Will Free Israeli Soldier. Israel and Hamas announced an agreement on Tuesday to exchange more than a thousand Palestinian prisoners for an Israeli soldier held captive in Gaza for five years, a deal brokered by Egypt that seemed likely to shake up Middle East politics at a time when the region is immersed in turmoil. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel told his nation in a live television address that the soldier, Staff Sergeant Gilad Shalit, who was captured in June 2006 at the age of 19, could be home within days, ending what has been widely seen in Israel as a national trauma. In Damascus, Khalid Mishal, the political leader of Hamas, said in a televised address that the negotiations had been very, very difficult and called the deal a national accomplishment that augured well for the Palestinians, who, he said, hoped to cleanse the land and liberate Jerusalem and unite the Palestinian ranks. It was unclear what drove the two to accept a deal that had been on the table for years, but both stand to benefit politically and had reasons to distract attention from the efforts of Mahmoud Abbas, president of the Palestinian Authority, as he seeks to gain United Nations membership for a state of Palestine. Egypt played a central role in the deal, helping boost its international standing at a time of growing internal political strife, as well as strains with Israel, which has seen its relationship with Egypt deteriorate since President Hosni Mubarak was toppled. Netanyahu said he felt it important to move on the deal now, given what he called the storms in the Middle East. With everything that's happening in Egypt and the region, I don't know if the future would have allowed us to get a better deal, or any deal at all for that matter, he said. This is a window of opportunity that might have been missed. An Israeli official said on Tuesday that Israel had sent a letter of apology to Egypt for the deaths of several of its troops by Israeli forces chasing Palestinian militants into Sinai in August. Many aspects of the agreement were not revealed, including the names of key Palestinian prisoners expected to be released. But Israeli journalists said after an intelligence briefing that Marwan Barghouti, a leader of the Fatah group sentenced to five life terms and seen as a possible successor to Abbas, would not be freed. Michel said that the total would be 1,027, among them 315 prisoners serving life sentences and 27 women. According to Israeli television, Israel would first release 450 prisoners as Shalit is sent to Egypt, possibly in a week. Two months later, the television said, the remaining prisoners would be released. None of the details could be confirmed officially.